This is Joe's Corner 76. I'll be commenting the human condition. In order to change it, we have to be engaged. What's the real energy situation in Canada? What do we need to know? And what do we really have to do? Let's look at a few facts. Climate change aside, Canada is a large coal country that requires energy to run it. We need it to heat our homes, run our industries, provide us with the means to travel across the country, and to produce and transport our food and goods. At this point in time, we meet most of these with fossil fuels, and we will have to use them for the foreseeable future, like the rest of the world. Our leadership has on its mind that we need to destroy our energy sector and go to green energy to run our vast country. The one plan that the progressives have to use is carbon tax, to reduce our energy use, decrease our carbon footprint, and possibly bankrupt us. The first thing I notice is that many of these green people use an awful lot of fossil fuels flying across the country to teach us on the necessity of going green. What a paradox. Let's examine the plans that are now in place to replace fossil fuels. They constantly preach about solar and wind power. Currently, statistics say solar and wind power produce about 16% of Canada's energy, but natural gas has to be used as a backup for wind turbines. Canada at present has about 81% of its electricity produced by non-emitting sources. 67% of Canada's electricity comes from renewable sources. 15% of Canada's energy is produced by nuclear power. We have the means to produce clean, reliable nuclear energy by a combination of hydro and nuclear energy means along with the other renewal methods. Problem that no one has mentioned that in order to go green, all our electrical grid would have to be rebuilt. What are the plans and the costs for this? In order to use more solar and wind power, we need to have the battery capacity to store it for later use. What are the plans for this? We can't have these types of energy being produced now and having to sell them at lower cost than what it takes to produce them. Where is the comprehensive plan that brings together all of the stakeholders, like industry, economists, engineers, members of the public, the energy industry, including the petroleum industry, along with the government, to formulate a plan to go green? We can't go on vague promises that they will find a way to move to renewable energy without bankrupting the country. I absolutely guarantee you that the government can't do it alone. I think we need to rethink the whole energy situation for Canada. First, we need a made in Canada energy policy that absolutely guarantees energy security for our country for now and in the future. We have the energy supplies. We just need the will to harness them for the benefit of Canadians, ensure, ensure we're not subject to energy blackmail by anyone, even our allies. Next, let's stop the progressive who only see the green grass on the other side of the hill. 
but not how to get there. Canada has about 10% of the world's oil reserves. Canada is the fourth largest producer of oil in the world and the third largest exporter. We produce the cleanest oil in the country. What is hindering us from achieving energy security now and for the future? And with, the ener with this energy, we could supply the world. The income from our exports would help us transition to a non-carbon-based energy system over time and allow us to build the electric grid system for this energy change. Many nuclear power stations could provide much of this energy. In the meantime, we need fossil energy to help us function in our current society. The world is coming out of the pandemic and the demand for energy is increasing and we can supply these needs, boost our natural gas exports that reduce emissions and bring much needed income and economic stimulus to Canada. Let's look at a few facts. There's a worldwide energy shortage at this point. Canada has enough energy to be insulated from these shortages. The government has put in a policy for no tankers off the BC coast to protect the environment. There doesn't seem to be any tanker policy for the East Coast. Why the difference in philosophy? The government constantly preaches about the evils of the oil industry, even though Canada has one of the cleanest oil producing methods in the world. We have enough oil in Canada for all Canadians. But according to the Canadian International Data Trade Base, Canada imported approximately $11.5 billion of crude oil in 2020. This is down from $18.9 billion in 2019 and $19.2 billion in 2018. Total foreign oil imports into Canada from 2016 to 2020 were 81 billion. $1 billion. Can you imagine if this money had stayed in the country? The impact would have had a far-reaching effect on our economy. The three major suppliers for us are the U.S. $51.2 billion, Saudi Arabia $12.3 billion, Nigeria $3.8 billion. Why are we importing this much when we don't need to? And from countries that abuse human rights. The dollar figures that I've quoted don't even include light oils and other products and chemicals derived from petroleum. In 2018, for example, Canada imported more than $14 billion worth of this type of classification. Well, in 2017, that figure was approximately $11 billion. How much oil does Canada import into different parts of the country? Or in other words, which provinces account for most of Canada's oil imports? If you guessed Ontario, Quebec, and the Atlantic provinces, you are correct. Why is this? There are no direct pipeline structures from the west, where the world's third largest oil reserves are found, to the eastern part of the country. The few pipelines heading east are sent south into the United States, before coming back into the country via the Sarnia region of southwestern Ontario, a major refining hub of Canada. This means our supply is 
or could be subject to foreign control. Look at the controversy over Pipeline 5 with the state of Michigan. It is crucial to our energy supply. This shouldn't be so, and we can't rely on the U.S. to protect our interests. This lack of critical pipeline infrastructure is the reason why the eastern and Atlantic provinces rely on massive quantities of foreign oil imports for supply. Oil tankers do the fair share to fill the supply gap. Major oil tanker routes into Canada include the St. Lawrence River, more than 500,000 barrels of petroleum products go to refineries in Quebec each day. Again, why is it safe to use tankers on the East Coast and not on the West Coast? Pipelines are less dangerous than tankers. New Brunswick, Irving, refinery relies almost entirely on foreign oil imports via tanker and railway. Though it does use some of the oil from the West, but it travels 12,000 miles down the West Coast of North America through the Panama Canal into the Gulf of Mexico and back up to the Atlantic Ocean via tanker. This really shows why Canada needs a pipeline connecting the petroleum-rich provinces of the West to the oil and gas-hungry provinces in the East. A permanent shutdown of Line 5 oil pipeline could have a major impact on Canada. Central Canada would likely have an energy shortage at least for a while. Line 5 nearly feeds half of Ontario's fuel demands, which includes jet fuel for Pearson. Quebec depends on Line 5 to send its fuel to its Line 9. Closing Line 5 would strain relations between U.S. and Canada. It would also see an increase in such items like gas, food, and airline tickets. The U.S. has already revoked the Keystone Pipeline against Canada's wishes. Enbridge doesn't think closing Line 5 would decrease a carbon footprint, and in fact it could make it worse, since without pipelines, other transportation, such as trucks and trains, would be used to move fuel. The Enbridge Line 9 that runs from Arnie, Ontario to Montreal has the capacity to carry 3,000 barrels of oil a day. The Trans-Canada Energy Main Line that starts in Quebec and runs in Alberta and start, runs to Quebec has a capacity of 445 million cubic meters daily. Trans-Canada has proposed expanding its network by adding another 1,500 kilometers of pipeline east of Montreal and on to the Maritimes. This project, called Energy East, would have converted its existing pipeline from natural gas to oil, creating the capacity for more than 1 million barrels of oil per day. The plug was pulled on this in 2017 due to regulatory and environmental hurdles and the price of oil then. Opposition is mounting in Quebec to a $9 billion pipeline and refinery that would carry natural gas from Sago, Alberta to a new facility in the province's Saguenay region. More than 150 scientists published an open letter in Le Devoir and a national observer seeking to debunk claims by promoters that the project will benefit the environment, will not, will not benefit the environment. 
Quebec Premier fans, favors the gas project since it would replace coil, but he's against pipeline across Quebec. The following questions arise. Does Quebec want to fuel their economy with ethically produced Canadian oil or with oil imported from the U.S. and elsewhere? Let's acknowledge that pipelines are way safer than oil tankers, trucks, and trains for the environment. Everyone knows this. Why is the federal government not using its power to get the pipelines built? Fossil fuels are here to stay for the near future. The world wants them. Shouldn't we be supplying these? Why does the government not have a national energy security plan to protect us from any economic chaos caused by world oil production programs? The majority of indigenous people have signed off on the pipelines. They want the economic benefits. Why are we allowing billions to leave the country to get imported oil when we don't need it? Why are we not preparing to sell our oil on world markets so Canada can reap the economic benefits? Just shutting down pipelines and preaching green energy without a solid plan and the economic means to transition to a non-carbon-based energy source will not get us there. Take a second and see if you really want to be at the mercy of world energy markets, pay higher prices for fuel, food, and all of the other associated fossil fuel products. Let your politicians know if you want to make in Canada policy. I would appreciate any comments you have. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Joe's Corner 76. You can hear me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76.